0: The new COVID-19 variant rocks the market, oil drops on the pandemic news and China SDD to delist from US markets. This is the Running with the Money weekly recap. Let's get into it. Up and how's it going? My name is Luke Danae, your host, and today we're going to get into the weekly recap right away. I mean, it was a crazy week, but to round it out on this half day with this market action, holy smokes! I don't think you could make it any more crazy. So the Dow Jones finishing down. 905 points NASDAQ down 353 in the S&P 500 down 106 today at the close why in the world are the markets falling today well this new variant has been identified in South Africa so it was initially identified as the B11529 variant by the United Nations Health Agency and now it has been named officially the Omicron variant now This has been spreading in South Africa in recent weeks quite heavily. It is heavily mutated. According to experts, they already know that, and they continue to identify this virus. This new variant over the past 24 hours and over the past 48 hours has now also been identified in Israel, Botswana, Hong Kong, and now Belgium. That was the latest headline. Countries across the globe putting on travel restrictions. The United States, according to CNBC, will restrict travel. For non-U.S. citizens from South Africa and seven other countries starting Monday as the new COVID-19 variant continues to spread. And there's quite a bit of countries on that list in so far. All of them African countries. But we will continue to see what occurs going forward here. The big unknown really is Do the vaccines work on this variant? And if the vaccines do not work on this variant, if therapeutics cannot take down the risk of this new COVID-19 variant, what's the outlook on COVID-19? Do we have another pandemic? Do we have another um, bevy of shutdowns across the globe? Who knows? We do have to monitor this and countries right now are going in the full panic mode, putting on travel restrictions um, to basically... Protect themselves from this new variant that has been identified in South Africa. We have the World Health Organization coming out and saying they do recognize this new variant, but it will take weeks to understand, according to experts, how the how how the variant will affect um, not only patients, but how the vaccine will work on those patients when they have this variant. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this new COVID-19 variant. You also have Canada, the European Union, and UK all announcing travel restrictions from Southern South Africa today as well. The market definitely fearing a new uptick, a new emergence in COVID-19. Now, this traveler who was confirmed to have this new variant in Belgium, well, guess what? He flew out of Egypt. So um, from what I can tell, from what I can read, there's a possibility that that variant's also in Egypt. Not good stuff going on on the COVID-19 front. As a result of this, you saw oil drop quite significantly. In fact, just today alone, WTI crude dropped 13.04%. That's 10.22 points, dropping below $70 per barrel, currently sitting at $68.17 a barrel. Not good stuff. And on this news, according to Bloomberg, on quote, OPEC and its allies are increasingly inclined to... To ditch their plan To raise output next week As the new virus variant Triggered oil's worst crash In over a year Now moving forward OPEC is a 23 nation alliance They are led by Saudi Arabia And according to sources At least according to Bloomberg They are leaning towards Abandoning their original plan Of those modest production hikes Citing pretty much This new flare up in COVID-19 This new COVID variant And also the reserve release. That we saw earlier in the week by the U.S. government and several other nations. So on the oil front, it's definitely something to pay attention to. Now, another thing to pay attention to in this oil industry here, in this trading of WTI crude, is the low liquidity we saw today. It's a festive day. It's a holiday. It's a half day. And typically, liquidity is quite low. So at the same time, maybe you saw an accelerated action here to the downside simply because liquidity was quite low and you had this fear backing it. Who knows? But that's definitely something to take into account. Now, shifting into our final headline of the day today, this shortened holiday week, we have to talk about China asking Didi to delist from the U.S. security exchanges, basically from the U.S. stock market and what in the world is going on with Didi. So you take a look at Didi's stock and it definitely did not react in a positive manner today. But what did China ask the company? According to CNBC, Chinese regulators have asked DD Global and its top executives to basically come up with a plan um, to delist from U.S. markets. Definitely not a net positive. As we all know, when this company was initially coming to the U.S. markets, everyone was saying buy a shit ton of it, buy a ton of DD stock. And well, now it's at risk of being delisted here. You take a look at the performance of the stock today and it's currently down 2.84 uh, percent uh, at the close here today very interesting stuff there Now, this came down from the Cyberspace Administration of China, and they're basically saying it's a security risk for DD to be listed on U.S. exchanges, and therefore they don't want it listed in the United States. So there is consideration that this name would basically be transferred over or they would delist from the U.S. and then list on Chinese exchanges. Who knows? It'll be very interesting to see what happens, possibly a share flow in Hong Kong you know, at the end of the day, this is more China drama. You saw China stocks move to the downside today. For instance, you take a look at other China stocks like Alibaba and this name also moved to the downside into the close down 2.32% on this news. So it's definitely something to pay attention to, but more China fear, more China bullshit and more China argument. Now China asking Didi to delist from U.S. exchanges on it. Basically, security fears is what they're citing, but I think we really all know what it is, and this is just more China-U.S. bullcrap between the two countries. Now, shifting into the weekly recap, we got to talk about the recap of the week, as we always do. So, what in the world happened on Monday in the markets? Well... As we all know, on Monday, Jerome Powell, our boy Jerome Powell, if you like him or not, the printing man, he was re-nominated by President Joe Biden on Monday um, for a second term as the Federal Reserve Chair and Also, we saw President Joe Biden put forth Fed Governor Lael Bernard as vice chairman. So some very big stuff there. What did President Biden have to say about this? He goes on to say, quote, as I've said before, we can't just return to where we were before the pandemic. We need to build our economy back better, and I'm confident that Chair Powell and Dr. Bernard to focus on keeping inflation low, prices stable, and delivering full unemployment or employment will make our economy stronger than ever before. So if Of course, President Biden throwing in the political agenda there of his, but at the same time basically saying he believes in uh, Chair Powell to lead the economy forward from here. Some people didn't really like that. They're like, look, this guy just keeps on printing and inflation's running hot. What in the world? But, of course, also later in the week, we got to talk about what in the world is going on with the Fed, talking about a quicker tightening. I'm talking about possibly tightening quicker. We had several Fed shares throughout the week basically said, hey, look, uh, we we want to tighten faster. Um, so that is definitely a risk. And a lot of investors were preparing th- for that up until today when some of those trades unwind um, because of this new COVID variant. If this new COVID variant becomes a major issue, well, we all know what happens that lowers the risk of rate hikes coming on quicker than expected. Now shifting in the U S home sales, we also saw those on Monday. And as we know, existing home sales increased by 0.8%. The median price of a home increased by 13.1% year over year, but the housing supply dropped by 12% from a year ago. You get more details on the housing market numbers from Monday in The Monday Breakdown Recap and Briefing. So definitely go check that out. Now, on Tuesday, we had this announcement of an SPR release or a global SPR release. The United States releasing 50 million barrels. India Japan China South Korea and the UK also all participating and this was really a push to get those oil prices lower because as we all know over the past few months there has been this major trend here where energy prices continue to move to the upside because there's a bunch of issues and it really comes down to supply and demand prices rising going into a cold season in Europe and the United States and many other areas of the world so that's definitely something to pay attention to if you want more details on this global SPR release it's definitely something to check out but on Tuesday We saw oil move to the upside on that news We saw oil move to the upside surprisingly On a global SPR release Which should have been negative news But it moved up Because at that time Investors were like Look this release simply is not big enough And it wasn't as big as we expected So we're buying oil and oil moved up, but now you see oil significantly lower because of this COVID-19 variant, so there's a lot to pay attention to here. And then also on Tuesday, we had Gap falling on those earnings results, delivering an earnings per share of 27 cents. Far below the 50 cents expected in revenue at $3.94 billion, which missed the mark or the expected number of $4.44 billion. We dug into those GAP earnings on the Tuesday briefing, so go give that a listen. It's like 15 minutes, takes only 15 minutes of your day, and you get a crazy amount of information within 15 minutes, and it updates you on why in the world GAP and other retail names fell. But really, what it is linked to is, of course, the supply chain. They had supply chain issues, increased cost, which therefore hurt the number. Now, shifting into Wednesday, before we went on to Thanksgiving. What did we get on Wednesday? Well, we got jobless claims posting a decline. Those initial jobless claims totaled 199,000 last week, and that's the lowest number since November of 1969. So jobless claims turning out a solid metric for the week with that second quarter GDP growth being revised actually slightly higher, the 2.1%, but still coming below estimates of 2.2%. And then finally on Wednesday, when it came to economic data, We had orders for long lasting goods falling 0.5% for the month, which was also below the expectations of a small gain. And then we also had uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday was one of the biggest news days of the week. We had those key inflation figures rising. The prices for the core personal consumption expenditures increasing 4.1% from a year ago, which was the highest increase we had seen since January of 1991. So of course, another key inflation gauge moving to the upside, moving to a new multi-decade high, something that investors definitely didn't like. Increasing that inflation fear going into the holiday. And then also rounding out Wednesday, we had some interesting stuff on the crypto venture capital world with over $3 billion in venture capital funding throughout the month, this month alone in the crypto space. And in the first nine months of 2021, we saw $15 billion in venture capital crypto funding throughout the year. Some significant funding in the crypto world, significant names in that space included Gemini securing $400 million dollars which valued the company at $7 billion, a significant move higher there, a significant valuation uptick, but that really was the week. So if you want more details on say the crypto VC funding and the key inflation figures we saw on Wednesday into a deep dive into those jobless claims numbers, check out the Wednesday deep dive, which literally or the Wednesday briefing, and you will literally get like a 15 minute update on all of this data and more, including the biggest analyst calls from each day. So there's definitely a lot of other headlines that occurred throughout the week, But those were the biggest ones. Once again, to recap, on Monday, uh, we had Jerome Powell surviving and being re-nominated in those U.S. home sales data. On Tuesday, we had oil advancing with the global SPR release and gap falling. And then on Wednesday, we had those jobless claims posting a decline and the key inflation figure rising in crypto VC funding absolutely going to the roof. And then, of course, today we got the COVID-19 news, which then led to a major collapse within the markets or a major sell-off within the markets, oil dropping significantly, one of the largest drops we've seen in quite a while within a single day in China asking Didi to delist. So a very active week, a very entertaining week within the markets, taking a look to round out the show at the biggest decliners we saw throughout the day today, a day where you saw the indexes drop quite significantly we had Microsoft we had Apple we had Google Facebook Amazon Taiwan Semi Nvidia. I mean you can go through the list on and on and on but what groups were hit the hardest today you take a look at the performance today and energy was the biggest sector hit it was the biggest decliner down 4.2 percent you saw financials down 3.2 percent real estate down 2.9 percent industrials down 2.7 percent and so on technology also that sector moving down 2.32 percent the best performing sector of the day today was healthcare, but every sector across the board was in the red on this COVID-19 fear and news. But that is the Running With The Money weekly recap. Thank you for listening. And we will be back, of course, on Monday with the briefing per usual to go over the biggest headlines of the day, biggest in calls of the day, and much more. But until then, go get my boys over at Pond on the Table. Listen we are proud team members of Pounding the Table here at Running With the Money. We're all here to give you the best possible information, best possible financial content. And over at Pounding With the Table, those boys put out one of the best podcasts, if not the best podcast in the financial space. So definitely go check that out at Pounding the Table on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Also, go give me and my team a follow at Running With the Money. You can follow me and my team at Running With the Money on Instagram and Facebook or just simply follow me on Twitter at Luke Donne. If you want a stock deep dived on, tweet me, say, hey, break down this stock or DM me a name and say, hey, can you break this down? I'm more than willing to do a deep dive on names. We always do that. We try to bring you deep dives on names that you are interested in. So definitely be throwing out tweeting names that you want a deep dive on and if you have any feedback on the podcast also let us know through our social media comment on post tweet me at Luke Denae, whatever you need to do to get the word to us and what you want to see in the meantime easily profit trade on and I will see you on Monday